Hi, New City Church. This is uh, Margaret and Roy, and we're here to share uh, what joy means to us during this holiday season. Um, thinking about just what joy means, uh, just trying to express it. Uh, you know, I was thinking back, you know, how do you, during this time of COVID and everything that's going on in the world, how can, how can you express that joy in a way that is really meaningful and um, can get across the love of Christ. And I think back about when I was growing up uh, in a non-Christian household, we did celebrate Christmas, but in a very secular way. And, you know, there was always that hope kind of after Thanksgiving about getting presents and things like that. And then, um, and you just had this joy, you know, spending time with family and getting gifts, but it often turned not so joyous when you uh, didn't get the right present when your sister or brother got a better present and it quickly devolved into something other than joy. Uh, and as you spend time with family and you get into fights with cousins or uh, whatnot. So it, uh, it really, until I became a Christian, I did not know the true meaning of joy. And in First Peter, it says, you know, because we believe uh, we have uh, inexpressible and glorious joy, and that's the joy that we want to express that we want to, f to really have in our hearts and have other people recognize in us. And I think back about, you know, I'm in the financial field and I've had a lot of ups and downs. I've been in workplace for a long time and seen a, a quite a, a few ups and downs in the markets. And, you know, it's been highs and lows. Uh, but all through that, especially af after, uh, you know, became a believer that, that that joy, that inexpressible and glorious joy, just you know, kept our family together, kept uh, you know uh, us in that state where we were not driven by the ups and downs of you know whatever was going on in my work. And uh, Margaret can attest that probably probably the point that I had kind of the most peace and joy was actually. Um, the last financial crisis when I was out of a job, uh, but, but I never felt such peace and joy. And that's because I really didn't have anything to lean on, but, you know, my hope in Christ. And, you know, that's the joy that we want people to see and express and see in us. Uh, so with that, I'm going to hand the candle to Margaret. We're going to light the candle representing joy. And got old school candle. Whoa, that's a big light. <laughs> All right. Okay, and let's pray. Gracious Lord, during this Advent season, Lord, we just want to pause our busy lives and just reflect. Re reflect on what uh, the Messiah's coming means to us, Lord. And uh, we, uh, we wait with anticipation, Lord. Uh, we wait with joy in our heart, knowing what um, Lord Jesus' coming um, is to us, Lord. It means forgiveness uh, for our sins. It means full pardon, Lord. And uh, the wages of sin fully paid. Um, it also means reconciliation. Um, just between us and an almighty, holy, just, and loving God. 
Our Father, we just want to thank you that um, while we're sinners, Lord, you demonstrated your love for us by sending your son to die for us. Uh, we just wanted to thank you. And uh, indeed, like we mentioned before, this inexpressible joy is hard to describe or explain, Lord. But I just wanted to just um, give you our gratitude and our praise, Lord. For we know Lord Jesus' coming means so much to us. Besides reconciliation and forgiveness, it means hope, it means joy, it means um, peace, it means love, Lord. And uh, we just pray that during this season, Lord, that we would uh, continue to just uh, not lose focus uh, with all the business and the gift purchasing and just social events that we have. But we just for, uh, put our full attention on um, just Lord Jesus and why we celebrate this season. We thank you, Lord, for um, just Messiah's coming. We thank you that uh, we get to choose and we get to receive this gift that is so freely given and that is so costly to you. And we thank you again. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Roy and Margaret, for that great uh, personal testimony of finding joy even through difficult circumstances and a beautiful prayer, thanking God for the joy that we have through His Son, Christ. Now, this morning as we continue this kind of idea of the adventure of Christmas and, and following these Advent themes, it really is an adventure. It really takes us uh, to places in our life and helps us to see things and view things that maybe we never thought we would in our life. I don't know if you've ever gone to like one of the, you know, seven wonders of the world or the, you know, huge tourist sites like Grand Canyon or Rocky Mountain. Something that when you see it, it's just in awe. You're just kind of overwhelmed visually. No matter how many pictures you take, you just can't really represent what it is without actually seeing it. And this is kind of the feeling I think we're going to talk about this morning with our readings when it relates to joy. Joy is one of those things that until you experience, until it's like literally ingrained deep in your soul, it's hard to explain to people. It's hard to help them understand why you see the world the way you do. I, you know, you, you can show them pictures, you can talk about your experience, but it's just not the same until they've experienced it as well. And I want to start this morning with a passage of scripture out of Psalm 16 that kind of gives us this reminder of, of what joy is, what God intended for us. And Psalm 1611 says this, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. What a beautiful verse that as we walk down this path of life with God our Creator, it is his presence that brings us joy, the fullness of life, pleasures evermore. Now just stop and think about that for a minute. Because as beautiful as maybe as it is to see the Rocky Mountains or the Grand Canyon or, you know, the ocean for the first time, it's beautiful and it'll stick with you forever. But experiencing it with somebody else makes it all the more powerful. 
But imagine not just experiencing it with someone. What if you've experienced it with the one who created it? What if you were standing in front of the statue of David with Michelangelo? I mean, imagine the conversations you would have, having the joy that would fill your heart. That's what this verse tells us, is you and I have the ability to walk through this world and experience this world with the creator of this world. And as we do so, joy will fill our hearts. And as we walk literally at his right hand, we will experience pleasures forevermore. Now, how does this fit into Advent? I want, I want to tie it back to the last couple of weeks because we talked about the idea of hope and peace and experiencing hope and peace through the person of Christ in our life and through the gift of salvation that he gives us through the sacrifice that he made. And, and this idea of hope and peace, I think, is a precursor to joy because what hope and peace do is they actually give us the lens by which we can see the correct view or outlook of this world, which is with joy. Now, doesn't mean everything's going to be good. Doesn't mean everything feels good. But it does mean that no matter what comes our way, if we have hope and peace deep into our souls, when we look at whatever it is, we can have the correct perspective and have joy in our lives no matter the circumstance. Which means this, joy isn't a feeling, it's an outlook. And certainly we often get that confused, don't we? Like, oh, I can't have joy because this happened in my life. I, I lost a job, I, you know, somebody left me. I, I feel abandoned, detached. Joy has lo lo left my life. Joy isn't a feeling. Maybe the feeling of happiness as maybe there's disappointment that's come into your life, but we <coughs> can have a right perspective, a right outlook, because joy is not a feeling, it's an outlook, it's a perspective. So let's talk about what that perspective is right quick. I, I think that that outlook that joy gives us is two things. One, it is an optimistic outlook. Psalms 118.24 says this, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Now think about that for a minute. This promise, this beautiful promise, we many of us have heard this verse before, that this is the day. Think about that for a minute. No matter what you're walking through this day, tomorrow, what happened yesterday, a year ago, months ago, or what you're dreading in the future, that day, God made. He, he formed it. He shaped it. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's a beautiful mountain or maybe it's a deep valley, but there, there's beauty and shaping in it and you get to walk through it with him. It is the day he has made. And it says for us to what? Rejoice and be glad in it. And that, that's better to me. Instead of glad in it, it's probably better translated glad through it. Have joy through it. That whatever this day may bring, remember two things to have an optimistic outlook, a joyful outlook, that God made this day. It's not random. He's not abandoned you. You're getting to walk through it with him, and you get to walk through it with joy, with an, with an optimistic outlook. Even if the situation's difficult, what in this situation can help me grow, can help me understand things better, can you know expand my wisdom and understanding? So joy, first of all and foremost, is an optimistic outlook.
But I also think it's this, joy is an opportunistic outlook, opportunistic. And 1 Peter 3, 14 and 15 talks about this when it says this. It says, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your heart, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. This is opportunistic, right? He says, guess what? You're suffering. It's going to lead to blessing. That was the first part of verse 14. Even though you may be suffering, it will lead to blessing. Blessing doesn't always mean, you know, the way things were. Maybe it's moving into a better or unforeseen circumstance. But he says that, so understand it. That's that, that's that optimistic outlook. He says, but when you do this, this is the opportunistic part of it. Be prepared to give a defense of why you feel hopeful. Why you're having hope? Why are you experiencing joy right now? Like why do you, why do you why do you have this this peace and hope in your life that allow you to see things and experience joy, even difficult things? Be prepared to give a response to that. That's the opportunistic part of this outlook, this joyous outlook. That even in difficulty, I have the opportunity to talk about the joy and the hope and the peace that I have. Most people don't ask me how I handle the good times in my life. They do ask me how I walk through the difficult times. Why I have it seem to have a different outlook. They ask me to give a defense for the hope and the peace and the joy that I have in my life. But I love in this opportunistic mindset, this outlook, uh, he, he ends with a couple of qualifiers. He says, do this with gentleness and respect. Don't do it in a way that pushes people away or makes them angry but in a way instead that creates camaraderie and connectiveness and that they can see that this is something that they can experience as well. You know, as much as God gives us the opportunity to experience hope and peace and now joy and have this beautiful, optimistic and opportunistic outlook in our life, it's something he did as well. This candle of joy, this idea <coughs> of joy reminds us that we joyfully thank the Lord for sending Jesus, the one and only Son, to this world as a baby to live a perfect life, sacrifice himself on the cross for our sins, and come overcome death in the grave and send into heaven. It's a beautiful story. Think about it. God was opportunistic. He found the, the optimistic. He found the, the right time, the right moment, and he came to this world in the form of Christ in a baby in a manger and in a little cave in Bethlehem kind of hidden from the rest of the world and he said in this optimistic in this moment I'm going to have optimistic outlook things could be worse like think you know born to a young couple no money he wasn't born to into riches but he said this is the op the right opportunity at the right time to come as a child to come as a suffering servant to show the world the true love of Christ optimistic about his future on earth and the inhuman's future but he was opportunistic as well because while he was here while Christ was here he lived a life of serving others of loving others of showing a hundred percent love a perfect love perfect grace perfect mercy 
life of forgiveness, and ultimately life of sacrifice and even death on a cross to overcome our payment for our sin and our rebellion. He was opportunistic to overcome a debt that we could not pay. And that's joyful. That's where joy comes from. So my prayer for you this morning is simply this. You living hoping for the joy? Or are you living out of the joy in your heart? Are you waiting for that feeling of joy? Or are you having an outlook of joy this morning? As we enter into our prayer time, I want to challenge you to pray that you would experience the deep, abiding joy of our Lord. Hey, as we come to our time of focused prayer this morning, where we just take a moment and some silence and focus in on this concept of joy this morning, I just want to reread Psalm 1611 to you and let that be the focus of your prayer time, reminding yourself that getting to experience this world with our creator, with the one who formed it and shaped us and is walking through every circumstance with us. We get to spend our life with him. And one of the ways we do that is through this communal prayer that we get to spend time connecting with him. So hear this verse and then take a few moments to yourself and pray and give God gratitude for joy and ask him to help you experience the fullness of joy this morning. It says this, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Dear God, your joy overwhelms us. It's more than we can imagine or fathom. But God, it's something we get to experience fully. And God, I know in times of life, it can seem difficult, trying, overwhelming. It can seem empty, needy, and wanting for things. But your hope and your peace have given us a way to look at any circumstance with joy. So God, help, help us this morning to put on those lens. To, to look rightly at our lives and our world and our circumstances and know that there can be a joy that abides above circumstance, above difficulty. Help us to live with an optimistic spirit and an opportunistic attitude to make your joy known in this world. We ask in Christ's name, amen.